0: Welcome to the Pod Pod. It's your boy, Dossie, talking all things AFL fantasy on this Monday night, May 15th, 2023. We're going to recap the round, then look at options from every single team ahead of the buyer. We've got Holmesy, Harmy, and Stato on deck. Not so much the 170s this week, lads, but there was a beautiful three points on offer for some of us, including yours. Truly, let's go around the circle. Bit of a score and rank update. Who do we want to start with? Let's go
1: the fossil first. Stato, how are you, mate? Yeah, not too bad. Uh, scored um, 2,220 and rank uh, improved by just over 200 positions to 763. Beautiful stuff.
0: Good weekend for you, Stato, too. How are
1: you? Yeah, it wasn't too bad. A bit of a eventful time, but uh, all good, mate. Come out of it well.
0: Beautiful stuff. As you guys know, not too much footy for Dossie this weekend. So I'll be leaning heavily on the advice of the panel here as to my beautiful, buzz like selections for this week coming. But, Holmesy, how was your weekend?
2: Yeah, another mediocre weekend for me, Dossie boy. That's all good. But I do just want to just give the listeners a bit of insight. Stato, I think you owe Dossie a bit of an apology. Uh, Last week, when uh, we announced the Dossie versus Holmesy. Uh, competition and you just put it out into the uni- universe. You said, Dossie, you haven't had a bad captain yet and you haven't had a bullet to a premium. And here we go, all in, all in <laughs> one week. Can't believe you did that to your boy, but I'm yep. very happy. You've done him dirty, but Dossie, had, <laughs> probably yep. pretty good. you Could, could you actually weekend, go Kate? through,
1: Dossie? Could you go through your did vice what, captain, for what? captain? Okay,
0: so coming into the weekend... Backed in, backed in the one and only goat that there is. Uh, unfortunately, it wasn't Matt Rowe, who is the other one uh, eating the grass out there. My boy, Matt Rowe, we'll get to him shortly. I backed in Fair Rainy, of course, on the uh, the Friday night, the doubleheader. As I said, didn't get to watch any of these games. Thought that one was going to be incredibly open. But um, given there was, what, 17 tackles laid by one great man and 14 by another or 15 by a rookie, um, seemed to not be the quite the game we were expected to have. There was um, a video even come out on Twitter. Shout out to mark and his lad just chanting the goat trying to get him going um that was some unbelievable unbelievable stuff there i might even play the audio right now
3: <laughs> uh,
0: but yeah he couldn't he couldn't get me over the line with the vc unfortunately couldn't bring us home but uh then i brought in the C on my boy, who'd averaged 130 something over his last three games, three uh, 130s in a row playing that pure inside midfield time. What I will say is, you boys flagged um, with a Matt Kennedy coming back in the side that Adam Chera would not uh, be putting up those big scores anymore, potentially with uh, Matt Kennedy moving inside. Alas, it was a 65 from my captain this week to go with the three from Callum Mills. So, overall, um, well, why don't I just say my score right now? It was a twenty-fifty-six 56 uh, for Dossie, and he's blown out beyond 20K. He's now 22,833. Quite a road back here uh, over the buys that I'm going to have to make up for to get that illustrious first hat in the cabinet. Harmy, we've got him on deck today as well. How did you go, mate?
3: Oh, it didn't go too bad, DOSPY. 2152 um, two for me. So just only 100 ahead of you this week, which is um, a bit mediocre <laughs> and must be about par uh, for my ranking because I think, uh, let's have a look, I went out 350 spots to 5749.
0: So you know you've had an average week when you're only doing me by 100 points. Is that what you're saying, Harmy?
3: <laughs> yeah, standard result. Yep.
0: Okay, all right. That's good to know. Thanks, mate. All right, let's get into some of the positives for the week with our Lux. You know the Lux is mine from the
1: start. Stato, who was your Lux this week? I'll I'll avoid the obvious one and just pat someone on the back that I've had for for three weeks. He's given me uh, two tonnes the last two weeks. And that's Zach Butters. So the 118 was uh, pretty impressive. So when you bring someone in at the low... Seven hundreds, hopeful that you see a bit of an upside and a good run of matchups that he's currently in. So, um, well done to the great man, Butters himself, Holmesy. Take us through your lucks.
2: Yeah, first off, I'm just going to give an honourable mention to Tim Taranto. Uh, everyone's got him, but that 129 as VC on Friday night when I didn't have an obvious uh, captain option to fall back on was very, very good to lock that away and. Shows my score of twenty one thirty five. could have been a lot worse if I had to uh, roll into a, a nervy captain. But I'm actually going to go a little bit left field and give it to JJ. So picked him up for under 500k four weeks ago. Um, came out with that 67 on debut, which wasn't great. But we knew the roll was there. And scores of 85 and then back-to-back 95s, I think, has just been an absolute fantastic pick for me. And fingers crossed that I can keep rolling through and I can hold him his buy or well after his buy because he's just getting the job done at the moment. So yeah, JJ, well done.
0: 88 in his last five. Yeah, I think we all thought it was kind of a risky play, but definitely the cash was going to be made at least a little bit, but you've always got Bevo at the helm that you have to be nervous about, but he's got his roll back, and uh, with little Caleb playing a bit more in the inside, it's helping him thrive on the back line. So yeah, awesome pick, Holmesy, and uh, I'm enjoying the ride with you there as well. Harmy, Lux.
3: Lux this week, Uh, Dossie I am going to give it to, I've got a few players over 100 Not that many unfortunately But I'm going to give it to a guy that almost got there on 96 And that's Ruben Jimby Because um, I've been thinking about trading him at different points in time But I just kept him Just because he's got that midfield role And West Coast are decimated with injury So yeah, I looped him on for his 96 um, Which was really nice Uh, Got me off to a good start for the weekend
0: and we know exactly who's getting my lux. It is a Matty Rao, one of the best midfielders in the comp. No doubt, I think you guys would agree, are probably a top eight mid for the rest of the season. 29 disposals, one mark, 17 tackles, one mark. and uh, a massive 142 for Dosby Lestier. Uh, 109 in his last three following that one there. But, um, as I said, didn't get to watch the footy this week, did? Last week I mentioned it was the best seventy six point performance I've ever seen. What, what did you guys think of the one forty two? Did anyone get to see that that powerhouse matchup on the Friday night between the Suns and Coasters?
2: He loves playing the Eagles. I was doesn't surprised,
3: he? actually. Mm, Absolutely yeah, he's loves the Eagles. The Eagles. He's got a few. How many tackles was it, Dossie? Seventeen. A bit generous. A generous count, I think.
0: Oh, four frees against too, so he could have had. A, he could have notched up the twenty if they gave him those extra ones. But no, I might have to go back and but watch he, the tape on that. My uh,
2: my yeah. coaching junior's always said that if I was having seventeen tackles, that was seventeen times I didn't win the footy. So I don't know about that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you, you get a few tackles did you in your time, Holmesy? You a bit of defensive uh, play, very you very outside. More mate.
2: offensive, very very outside. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Love that. All right, let's get to our
1: sucks. Stato, who have you got for us here? Okay, my sucks. Um, Two-time Lux winner, actually. So um, he's been a great man for me. But unfortunately, that Gold Coast game was very contested and there wasn't the the chip around. So Darcy McPherson gets my sucks for a 55. Uh, First time he's given me a poor score.
0: So, um, with my busy week, Stato actually didn't happen to mention that uh, Kimbo, who I wasn't able – Kimbo, my old man, by the way, playing his second season of Fantasy – didn't manage to get some advice to him this week, and he's gone on his own, and he has dropped the Kimbo curse on you. He's brought in Darcy McPherson this oh, week. you kidding. So, that is why not only do we have the Dossie curse roaming around, we might also now have the Kimbo curse. So, he's brought in Dmac for that, that score for you. I'm sorry to let you know that, state You might have to get off.
1: Mm-hmm. hmm Family trait. Homesy.
0: <laughs> Homesy, oh, yeah. who was your sucks?
2: Yeah, mine follows a bit of uh, the theme of Stato in terms of he's been my luxe pick for majority of the season. But Jaden Hunt, 54. Um, shout out to Michael, a uh, mate of mine who we have a group chat. And whenever my players are going well, he just slides into the group chat and puts a moz on him. So the comment at the start of the game, Jaden Hunt's flying. <laughs> 25 early in the first finishes on 54 so unfortunately he has to go now break even in the 80s would have loved to have been able to hold him through he's got Hawthorne this week which I'm sure will be a good matchup. but if he drops another 40 or 50 then he's going to start to undo a lot of the good work he's done so fingers crossed I can get off
0: Harmy, over to you mate sucks for the week
3: oh look yeah as a fellow Jaden Hunt um, owner it was a bit of a hard watch there but uh, my sucks, dotty goes to a man that crumbled under the pressure Of having the captaincy armband for the first time this season With an 81, bringing it home on a Sunday against the Pies I was pretty optimistic But um, yeah, Tom Green, he just didn't get it done for me Which was a bit disappointing after his 170 last week Because that left me a few points short, I think
0: Yeah, it was a rough week. Like I mentioned, we didn't get our our monstrous scores apart from, of course, the Matty Rouse of the world. So it was was a tough week. Of course, I think my sucks, like I'm giving it to just calf muscles this week because (laughs) two times I've had calves ruin my day early. Jack Bowes with his 10 points on the calf. He was, as we know, a must-have top six defender. And now bringing in Mills, going early. On him, I was very stoked with myself, pretty happy um, with my trades the last couple of weeks. And I brought in Mills uh, a week before last. So a shame for all the coaches as well that brought him in this following week. It looked like a great trade coming off 110 back in that midfield role. And the calf goes pop, what, like 10 minutes into the first quarter or whatever it was. So, yeah, real shame, especially given he had North Melbourne this week, then Carlton, then his bye, I mean, and a pretty solid schedule afterwards as well. It is pretty devastating, down to 739K as well. So you can't even do too much with him um, after that. So am I right in saying none of you guys are Callum Mills owners? Uh, Dossie, that's correct.
2: First bullet I've missed all year. He was in that my trade plans absolute, all week.
3: I feel for you, though, Dossie, Like he, he was the logical trade in, and I reckon a heap of people mm. would have done it. He's certainly the one I was eyeing off as the upgrade target. So, um, yeah. yeah. Sorry, buddy.
0: That's all right. Well done on being bad coaches and not pretty And much. also just
2: um, <laughs> that for anyone that brought him in and put the captaincy on him, Like that's just absolutely unbelievable luck. So we do feel for those those coaches because that's just that's a season ruiner. That is.
0: Yep, and it was something I'm considering. So I am grateful for some things that the fantasy gods have um, forgiven me for. Um, Let's get into
1: DOS. Could you tell me why I didn't bring him in? Why you didn't? Yeah, why I didn't. I don't know. Buzz uh,
0: state year, he thought the calf was weak or something. I don't know. What? No,
1: I don't trade in round 12 premiums within three weeks of the round. They come in at round I felt 13. like
0: I, I got in a week early, so, and I was, yeah. you know, anyway. Righto state or whatever. I, I
1: understand um, that <laughs> it was a smart trade with the price. Thank you. Uh, AFL Fantasy
0: Content Creators Cup update: We haven't done one in a little bit. There, um, Guesty obviously hosting that and offering some great prizes for charity as well. So we thank him. And, and gee, Guesty, no wonder he's running the league. He's flying. He's on top of it there. Um, so thanks. He's going to have to donate to his own charity, I think. There, Stato coming second. Roy from the Traders in third. Mitch in fourth from ball boys and then let's scroll on down way down to 10th and it's dossie in the head-to-head ladder not going on the overall ladder <laughs>
2: dossie, <laughs> overall tell you what, tell you uh, what, in, what dossie, I, I desperately needed to win in that league because i'm close to the bottom and I just happened to come up against Nathan this week who brought in Mills and had Jack Steele subbed at three-quarter time. So, oh, oh. the fantasy gods there. Sorry, sorry, Nathan, you, you, you did nearly beat me even with those bullets, so that shows how well I'm going.
0: Yep, Holmesy down in 16th on the head-to-head and uh, Louis, who I might mention, uh, obviously not on the show tonight, he's getting his hamstring checked out, so good luck. To Louis and his covering from what another hand. I thought injury.
2: he, I thought he didn't front up this week because he just couldn't face the fact he brought in Rory Atkin's after bagging him for two weeks.
0: Yeah, good, good result from from the rat. I did. I was uh, refreshing that game, and as you guys said, it wasn't really that outside game we expected as well. So, yeah, maybe that is why Louie's um, hiding his face from the show. But no, good luck with Louis and that uh, hamstring strain that he's got. Let's get into what, – what's the Pod Pod Challenge looking like, Stato? Have we got some good
1: coaches uh, in there? Certainly have, always have. Uh, Boston Ooh, Pelly is back in the lead. Uh, so fifth overall. Alma uh is 16th overall, first time in the top three. Uh, and also a debutante in the top three is Love It First Lance. Uh, 23rd position overall And Dossie boy We've got 15 coaches In the top 100 at the moment All wearing a hat to celebrate But is uh, some unbelievable
0: numbers and if you do play uh, if you do listen to this show and you're not in the pod pod challenge make sure you just check that out you can go to your leagues you go join a league and just type in pod pod challenge it'll be in there you can find it and you can just join in it is an open league everyone's welcome to join whether you're first second or twenty thousand like me you're welcome to join in. You can't come in if you're any lower than that because that's pathetic. So I'm afraid
1: I uh, <laughs> oh, don't. <laughs> I do need to add one thing. There is still 83 coaches in the Pod Pod Challenge that are behind Dossie. And remember, in the brackets, we can all beat Dossie is the actual name of this challenge. So 83, get on it. Just straight back your trades and you'll be fine. You'll fly past it.
0: Is that same? Do you reckon? Do you reckon all of those coaches, much like Holmesy, when I when I beat him, do you think all those eighty three oh. coaches owe me a carton too? Stadio, what do you reckon? Why not? Why not?
1: <laughs> Cheer the love. All right. Maybe, maybe just all one. Right, time
0: for hot topics. And, uh, look, we're going to go pretty light on on the hot topics. We've got a lot of players that we want to talk to that we are going to be speaking about after this that are going to be our buy-round targets and just talk about a bunch of players in general as well. But the hot topic for this week's just been injuries. We've already mentioned a bunch. Obviously, Millsy's gone. You're going to have to do something with him. But we've got Jack Steele, a bit of a a cloud there, got injured out. So, you guys will have to tell me more. As I said, I've mentioned uh, I've missed a few games this week, but there's Steele, Laird, Petrarca, Marshall, Petty, memory and one-week suspensions for Aiden, Core and Sparrow to do with your draft leagues, but injuries galore, lads. And and what are we to do here with a few premium names there to speak about, it, particularly your, the likes of your Jack Steels and your Leads, who seem to be still playing, but but getting subbed out or, or under clouds every week at the moment. Harmi, what do you reckon?
3: Yeah, um, it is a bit of a concern. Uh, I think it's probably fine for non-owners um, because you'd be happy to avoid, and I sort of speak about steel and lead there. Um, but And I guess for me, they're just not trade-in targets, aren't they, um, at the time being because, like, i use Jack Steele as an example. He got subbed out at three-quarter time and uh, he got iced up and then after the game they sort of... Said, oh yeah, yeah, no, he's just a bit sore, and he's got a tweak, and maybe a bit of a medium, but he'll he'll be right. You know, that was sort of the good news coming out of the media. Oh yeah, he'll be right to play, and I just thought, well, yeah. He may rock up next week, but, I mean, is that really what you want? He's not going to be at 100% capacity. He's not going to be the bull in the midfield that you want. He's probably going to be a bit tentative. So I guess that's sort of where I'm looking at it and led to, I mean, they sort of said he's had a a bit of a calf. And um, I think it was Mark Rashudo, in the commentary goes, oh, yeah, he's had a bit of a tickle in the calf or whatever it was. I was like, well, he's not sort of the person to be targeting from a trade-in perspective.
2: Yeah, the... The interesting one is Jack Steele. I think purely because he plays the last game on Sunday, right? So maybe Jack Steele owners want to be a little bit conservative with their trades this week and maybe hold off a trade for as long as they can to know whether he's playing or not. Um, You know, Maybe you get a little bit lucky with a good emergency score on the bench and you can roll the dice a little bit on him, but... Um, I'd be a little bit nervous um, with Jack Steele. That last game of the round, they said it was a, a medial injury, which you know typically players don't play off a medial injury. I suppose they are playing GWS in that same game, so if you if you do hold your trade and he is a laid out, maybe it's a, a nice easy switch to a, a Josh Kelly who's looking like a top eight mid, or or maybe even a Canelio that you don't have, who's a who's you know on the verge of a top six forward, if not a top six forward. So you can definitely. Um, hold a trade there if that's something you're looking at at least with a Petrarca and a Laird Petrarca plays on Friday so you'll know that nice and early and Laird plays that uh, second game on Saturday so definitely wouldn't be trading into those players but um, just definitely keeping an eye on on how they the teams line up this week because you, you might have a trade on your hand
0: just on this topic, uh, Stato, I heard you on the uh, AFL Fantasy Fanatics podcast this week. You also did a tweet out there that got a lot of attention <laughs> from uh, from the fossil on the socials about your miraculous training this week. It was a bit of out-of-the-box thinking from Stato. Now, I did hear on the Fanatics podcast, and you, and you went for about 15 minutes too long, so maybe yeah, just give definitely. us a wrap-up here <laughs> nice and quick about what you did uh, this week uh, heading into this round, obviously.
1: Apologies for taking time sharing my information of uh, how I play the game there, Dossie. I'd rather listen to you. So uh, tell us about bringing in uh, McCluggage this week. Now, um, um, so this is buy structure and we'll talk about it um, probably ad nauseum for the next uh, two or three weeks. Um, but I like to have a premium, uh, at least one, preferably two if I can, in each of the uh, the buy rounds. Um, In each of the three lines Um, So if you've got a premium sitting on the bench uh, When they have the buy, That means you've got your premiums on the field when they don't Um, So what I didn't have was anything round 14 um, And really only um, Dylan Moore um, was the only option And we know he's not a premium at this stage Pickett's proved not to be it Um, But we know Maxi Gorn round 11 after round 11 is going to get forward status. So I've been looking and thinking um, at his price range, I think it's 750 because he got injured on a four. Um, And outside the injury game, he's been averaging around that 100 mark. Uh, You can find a 100-scoring player, at 750, go for it. Um, But thinking the time's not going to come. But all week, unsure whether Rowan Marshall was going to play, didn't train. Um, And I thought, oh, geez, I didn't realise. Look at the price. There's two weeks at that stage that he'd been rested during the game. There's another ruck as emergency. (coughs) Um, Is there something going to happen at some stage where they go the two ruck system or or give him a a longer break in a game? Uh, And I thought, shit, there's a risk I could have a donut here and sitting in the position I can get... What I need in the buy structure, but also give security to ensure that I'm A-OK. So if there was no injury cra- uh, cloud over Marshall, I wouldn't have taken the punt. But the 200K also got a red dot to the guy that was going to give me 140. Um, but it took a um, the final rookie off the bench, so all was good. Um, but it won't be until round fifteen if we see it was end up being a smart move or not.
0: And guys, if you tuned out during that, um, it was just Ron Marshall to go for buy structure. Oh, oh sorry. <laughs> I was, sorry,
2: I was just going to say, Dossy. How? How? Uh, it's funny how Twitter works. So Stato gets on Twitter and posts that trade, and you get all of the. You know, Stato's a great coach. Such good out of the box thinking. The man just sees it differently, and he's he's so good at it. If you had have posted that trade dossier, they would have been down your throat. You know, Buzz <laughs> dossier. What's he thinking? That's loose. Can, what an can idiot. I
1: say? Can, can I say, have a look at the comments um, just on half time. So Marshall's got what was it seventy four at half time? Was his score? And they all just piled on. What a stupid move! Ah, <laughs> oh, yeah. That's right. right. It'll take time to play out. You know, you get 200, uh, 200K on the other side. So, look, it's going to be an interesting one. Um, it was worth a punt because if he was laid out or he did get injured, we know he got rested. But that second quarter, he scored 42 points and looked bloody good. We know the score on power. But um, there's, there's something on a the burst there. I don't know whether he gets a, an injury. They put a second Ruckman in. Um, or he gets rested and subbed again I'm unsure But I'm a little bit worried about the Marshall thing Despite the great scoring Alright I'm pretty
0: interested in some more of our Buy round strategy coming up Over the next couple of weeks as you said Stato Obviously we're only what well, We're heading to round 10 now I think aren't we So we're now two weeks away And round 12 will be the first buy And you've got Brisbane, Fremantle, Saints and Sydney On that first buy So not too many teams to worry about But still lots of planning ahead we're getting into our roundtable discussion and, and not too many uh, topics on the agenda tonight. And then we will be going through every single team and, and going through uh, buy round by buy round, essentially, and talking about all your options that you've requested over on Twitter. But I want to just get into, seeing as you've been st- talking there for, you know, about 25, 30 minutes straight there, day, sure. I might jump in and talk about my first observation and it was just something that our Louis wanted me to flag again and it was something we mentioned a couple of years ago I think it was on maybe the first season of the pod pod it might be time when you're posting your trades to your mates on the socials everywhere now I think it's back to cropping season I I think the team values now (laughs) we're getting to a point look if you're what i just wanted to actually get the line from you guys what's the line at the moment for team value and whether you need to crop it out just to make sure people don't know you know look i'm only sitting it because i saw someone with an 18 the other day and i was like oh no you gotta crop you gotta crop that that image so i
3: saw somebody a friend of mine
2: Whatever whatever mine and your <laughs> team value is, Dossie, that's the line. And anything under that, you got to cross.
0: <laughs> well, I'm looking at mine and mine's just a smidge, a, the ever so slight a smidge under 20 mil. So, I'm assuming anything mm. under that. Mine's 19.94 at the moment. So, that's just, I feel like, what about yours,
2: Holmesy? What are you at? Yeah, 19.85. So, I'm cropping, mate. I'm cropping. Dog. Oh. Gee,
0: no, that's a crop. You got to, i wouldn't have even said that on the show, mate. That's embarrassing. So, all right, that's that's definitely the what line. Are you, Stato? Nine- what do you, Stano?
1: What do you got? Uh, uh, twenty and a half.
0: Harmy, you, you want to about yours? By the sounds,
3: no, it's just in seeing what the the benchmark <laughs> of the good coaches are—the ones that put their trades out on Twitter and get a heap of response. No, mine's twenty point three, dos. So a little bit behind uh, good, uh, Stato mate. there, but. Yeah, All it's right. Okay. Well, it's
0: okay. I, you know, I'm, I might even confidently go with my 19.9, now knowing that Holmes is down at – so, yeah, 19.85 and below, folks, is, is your croppable. So, we don't want to see any of those um, <laughs> trades out there that aren't cropped if you're if you if you're dealing with that, and we might have to shout out a few if we see them out on, on the socials. So, just be aware of that going forward. Uh, Stato, you've got one more um, observation for us this week.
1: Yeah, I think we might have talked about a little bit, but, look, we've got a shallow amount of rookies. Now, North Melbourne might do us a favour and and resolve a little bit for us with some some injuries, but, you know, there is the chance that they just bring in the older guys uh, back again, you know, your halls and co. So let's see what happens. But I'm just wondering, are we starting to get to the point where we need to be creative for our cash generation? So we've all probably got a few players that are actually um, sitting on our benches getting close to that 500K. Um, do we need to look at break-evens of players around the 350, 370, 400 mark? So think of a, um, a Mitchell if you don't have him. Do you just make 100K out of one of these players that are slowing down? So look at Chandler. Um, so uh, what's he 501 and I think Mitchell's at um, uh, around the 410 mark I mean I know it's only 90k but 90k all adds up and one's price is going down and one's price going up Are, are we at that level where not enough rookies coming in with job security that we need to be creative like this
2: yeah, I think we've been at that level for weeks, Dato. Yeah. I think that was the allure of uh, Rory Atkins at 380k two weeks ago and Fiorini at 530. I think it's just it's been one of those seasons where the rookies aren't coming through. And you look on the weekend, we had Drury drop a 25. Fleeton dropped 31. Uh, O'Donnell from the Bulldogs wasn't much better. I think I, I don't have his score off the top of my head, but it wasn't fantastic. So. Great. You're right. You can. Injured you really want to be. You'd rather probably take a hundred k from a you know a three hundred to three hundred and fifty k player to at least get them up to four hundred four fifty to have some cash on their head rather than milk all of the money out of down to someone that's 200 220 but you know they don't make any money or they get dropped. So it's uh you definitely you definitely <coughs> onto something. You have something to add there,
3: Hami? Yeah, yeah. I've certainly been um, doing that myself. Like. Like last week, looking at um, Dylan Williams and uh, Neil Erasmus, those sorts of players, in the last couple of weeks, I brought in Fiorini and Atkins because I felt like they were at a low enough price point that they're going um, to make money. So, yeah, I think it's a fair point. Yeah. Um, i tell you one I did sort of look at was if Marcus, like, say Steele is out injured because you've got to think about who the injury actually benefits, but if Marcus Windhager came in and popped a couple of scores, geez, he's at a cheap price point. He's about 350000 So, yeah, I think you've wow. got to look at all all avenues and um, I'm, I've been looking at people that are just above that rookie price too.
2: The other one there, and I'm, I'm not sure whether you could do it because he does have a higher break even and, and we know he's just got no job security, but Jack Bytel... Um, after a few sub games, oh, yeah. is is dropping pretty quickly as well. So if he could somehow cement his spot in the best twenty-two, um, he's someone everyone should look at. But yeah, it's super tough when he's clearly that twenty-third, twenty-fourth player at Saint Kilda, and they've they've still got some players to come back. He's two eighty-four.
0: Yeah, it's, it's it's tough. There is a few juicy kind of um, mid mid-price options as well that we might talk about um, that listeners have requested. Uh, the final thing I wanted to talk about on this on this round table. Matt Mottram,
3: <laughs> oh,
0: have you guys seen where he's yeah. up to now? So, so for anyone no, that doesn't but- know, obvi- this guy, the 2022 <laughs> AFL Fantasy Classic winner, he's now in the top 10. So Marrera's magic vibes, Selby, uh, Selby vibes here, he's ninth overall <laughs> and looking firmly in position to get another cap and, and on his way to a back-to-back <laughs> potential. Tell you
2: what, Dossie, we, we should all get behind Matty Mottram because if he can go back-to-back, that's going to have to force Selby out of retirement. Can you imagine Selby coming back next year, <laughs> year and going head-to-head with Matty <laughs> and
0: Mottram? reclaim the, yeah. the title. That would be unreal. And they'd just be going back and forth all year. Yep. Is there something in the MM, you know, Marrera's Magic, Matt Mottram? Do I have to change yeah. the name, do you think, boys? Get on the on the winning formula? No. Okay. Uh, I did want to say just on, on Matt's tweets as well, there is, there is a little formula he's going with here. It's, it's the little humble finish to each one. It's top 10, but then it's like, but the team needs a lot of work to stay there. Then the one before, this is I'm just reading out his last line of each tweet, long way to go. Hopefully I can bounce back this week. Lucky to get through mostly unscathed. These are all the yeah. finishing tweets. After, tweet. so after he's, he's gone, twenty five hundred. Come on, Matty. Come on, mate. Some of us, <laughs> yeah, me, yeah. Dossy, twenty five hundred. Barely cracking two ah, k. Lucky, lucky this week. <laughs> Come on, Matty. I, I want to see. I want to see some cockiness. I want to see release a video with wearing a crown and a cape or something as well. 20, Matty. It's almost yeah. the
3: exact opposite of your tweets,
2: Dossie. Twenty four hundred. Another, stand, another some- standard week for the Marvels. We flying. We flying. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, some Buzz motram Buzz motram out there or something. Just get, get pump yourself up, mate. I love it. Nah, good on him and awesome work to Matt. That's, that's actual unbelievable. So looking forward to seeing how he goes over the buy rounds as well. And before we get into our main segment here, just a reminder that this episode of the Pod Pod, as always, is brought to you by the Keeper League. Go check out KeeperLeaguePod.com.au for their stack of resources to help you with your AFL fantasy classic team as well as your drafts as well. They've got the CBA and kick-in trends over there, your drafty fantasy analysis, scoring trends against teams, weekly AFL fantasy projections, which maybe I should start bloody using for my captains because I'm not getting anywhere with those at the moment, and much, much more. Support us by supporting our sponsors and get access to these great resources. Use the code Podpod pod at sign up, that's p o d p o d at sign up for twenty percent off. The link will be in your podcast description. Check it out. All right, Harmsy, Harmy, Holmesy, and the Stato who's dropped out, but hopefully will return to us soon. We're going to get through a bunch of Podpod pod listener requests. These came through from at Podpod pod afl on Twitter. You can go follow us there. We got plenty of a combination of listener requests and we're going to also just go through some options that we think you can maybe consider. So, we're going to take it team by team here, I think, lads. We'll throw it around and we'll start with the round 12 buys. So, we're going to just go through it, make it easy for you. Think about what targets you're going to have looking for. If you're looking for a round 12 buy, just listen to this part. The next part will be around 13, et cetera. And we're going to go through each team and talk about some options. But first, maybe we're always talking about Stato's always got his options about how he goes about the buys. How do you guys go about this season coming up, Holmes? I want, I want your thoughts and Army's thoughts as well as to how you're going to tackle the extra buy that we've got this year uh, due to the Gather Round extra extra game in there as well.
2: Yeah, Doss, I've typically been someone that is kind of, as, as Selby preachers, let those red dots kind of pile up on the bench a little bit and then worry about fixing them at the buys. This year I've been a little bit different, and, and maybe it's reflecting my ranking, but um, I've been, rather than using that money to upgrade to get real guns on field, I've kind of been fixing my bench a little bit as we go along. So on the weekend I just had Chessa um and Heath, obviously, but Chester is my only red dot. And I've been using that money to get, you know, a Noah Long up to Fiorini. And um, the other week it was a Cowan up to Atkins just to fix my my cash gen. So I've been trying to make sure I have a, a pretty full squad this year to, to try and tackle the buyers. Because, yeah, I've been a little bit worried about the, the rookies coming through that we've kind of spoken about. So yeah it's it's been interesting um i originally i only really wanted premiums from the round 13 buy, so the gold coast and uh geelong teams but um i've kind of you know been playing with an atkins and a fiorini and, and potentially even some of these um geelong rookies coming through to to make sure i've got enough players playing across the the four buy rounds so i think it's Something we haven't seen before, and and the really good astute coaches will will play it really well, and we probably have the ability to climb the most ranks we ever have during the buys on those teams that haven't really been thinking about it as much.
1: All
0: right, and do you have a little? Do you have a specific uh, set of numbers, much like the great man does, sort of coming into this buys to players you want, or premiums you want, or or however way you want to look at it, just to give the listeners an idea.
2: Uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm still pretty old school. So uh, typically in the past, I've liked to try and get that sort of 8, 10, 12 model, but that clearly relies on having 30 green dots and a, and a full squad. But I've kind of been looking to to keep it relatively similar, but just have that eight players spread across round 12 and round 13. Um, so yeah, looking for that kind of you know 8 and then sort of 10, 10 this year, knowing that I've got that R3 red dot that, that clearly isn't playing. So that's the way I've kind of been looking at it. I do worry because the rookies that I have in round 12 think your um, Ashcrofts um, and your Wilmots, we, we're probably going to need them to play in round uh, 14 and 15, so I'm, I'm a little bit worried about going early, but at the same time, I still need points as well, so... It's going to be interesting to see come round 13 or round 12 when when we do need to make trades in that round of whether whether the good coaches keep onto an Ashcroft or whether they just pull the trigger and, and get up to a, a genuine top eight mid because he's going to be priced very nicely at that point.
0: Yes, he is, unfortunately. Some of us jumped off a little bit early, my bad. Harmi, do you have anything different to add in terms of your buy strategy or do you pretty much echo the same as Holmesy here?
3: Yeah, no, I think Kyle's on the money. Yeah, it's um, a pretty similar sort of um, theory to the way he's gone about it. The only thing I'd probably add is that, yeah, just try and limit the amount of rookies that you've got on those twelve and thirteen. Like it's fine to count up your numbers, but um, you sort of want the, your twelve and thirteen um, players to sort of carry you through all of the other go- all the other rounds too. So. Um, yeah, I mean, Ashcroft, this is why I said last week I wouldn't been trading Ashcroft because he only had 100 the um, two weeks before that and what's that now? Two hundreds in three weeks, Dossie, so...
0: Yes, yes, I understand. (laughs) Look, for everyone that didn't know, I traded him to McCluggage, um, (laughs) who got me a nice, what, 20 points less this week. And uh, they have the same schedule, which is very, very juicy, of Gold Coast, Adelaide. Then after the buy, it's Hawthorne, Sydney, Saints, Richmond, West Coast. So they've got an absolute juicy run coming up as well um, for a rookie in Ashcroft so yeah he's, he's looking the goods although his time on ground again was pretty low so I wonder w- whether there will be a bit more management coming forward hopefully it pays off for me let's talk about some of those options from round 12 to start with and Brisbane is the first cab off the rank so uh, Holmesy do you want to take us through some of the requests that have come through of course from our Twitter at pod AFL and also maybe any other options that we want to talk about
2: yeah, so uh, the first one, Dossie, your boy, Hugh McCluggage. Uh, priced very nicely, I will admit. So 713K um, is absolutely dirt cheap for what we've known McCluggage to do in the past. He averaged over 100 last year and he's he's been a, a high 90s player for the better part of probably three years now. So we know that he can find the footy. I do worry about McCluggage. I think with Dunkley coming in and with the way that the Brisbane Lions are playing, um, I know Harmy mentioned it. Uh, about three or four episodes ago that he's just not willing to touch any of the Brisbane premiums just because of the way they're playing. They're just getting the ball forward. They're not mucking around with it. I mean, why would you? Why would you muck around with the ball in the back line when you can get it into Charlie Cameron one-on-one in the forward 50 or or get Danaher um, one-on-one out of the square? So... I do worry about the, the Brisbane players. I think they're a very good footy side at the moment and, and not going to be very fantasy relevant. I think we need to look at some of the lower teams that have the ability to chip it around, but um, there's no arguing that he's not um, extreme value at the moment. Sharp. Sharp's an interesting one. So 290k now after a, a 70 on the weekend. I will say with Sharp, I'm a little bit worried about his job security and. The game last week, so not the round just gone, I watched that game quite closely and he was he was nowhere. He he got to a 50, I think, in the end, but he got gifted a goal very late um, and he kind of saved his score. And um, Yeah, I didn't see much of the Essendon game on the weekend, but putting up a 70, 70, whatever it was, can't argue with that. He's put on a lot of cash now and he's got a low break even, so if we are short rookies, he's definitely one you could look at to go to. Just be wary that he's got job security issues. That's that's all really. I'll just throw in Lockie Neal. It wasn't requested, uh, but Lockie Neal's priced at 806k uh, for the same reasons that we spoke about McCluggage. I'm not sure you're touching it. I'm not sure he's going to be a top eight mid, but that is absolutely dirt cheap for what we know Lockie Neal has done in the past, um, you know, eight years.
3: Yeah, I've actually been keeping an eye on Lockie Neal But he's just been so up and down um, And he hasn't really been consistently racking up the pure like he normally does Just one other that I was keeping an eye on before he did his hamstring again Was Daniel Rich because I've got a bit of a shortage of round 12 defenders in my back line there So he was one and there's a chance he comes back But um, he's probably not worth it at his age and injury history now
0: what I'll say about uh, Harry Sharp, though, um, you know, as that rookie option could could be – that the thing that scares me off in particular is is the time on ground. So, a, a player you'd probably consider similar in terms of the way that he plays the game is that he's got the massive running capacity. Like, he'd be probably the most or one of mm-hmm. the most elite runners in the whole of the yeah. AFL competition, yet his time on grounds low. So, a guy like Ollie Hollins, who's been a great rookie for us and made us a bunch of cash – is just a power runner and ends up piling on a few scores at the end of a game to, to really get his score up. But with with um Sharp, he's probably a similar type of player, but he's just not getting those opportunities. And also, he's not, I don't think, as good a footballer, just quietly. But yeah, it, it's it's kind of that risk because we've had him in our team before. And so, um, risky cash gen. But the cash gen, as we've said, is tight. Saint Kilda's another team on the round twelve by Harmy. Do we have many options from the Saints to look at?
3: Uh oh, not really. There's not really much to to look at. Um, look, I uh, just with Jack Steele. I mean, he may come back and look really good, but he's been a bit unlucky, isn't he? Like a collarbone, wasn't it? And now that knock on the knee. It's not as if he's been racking up soft tissue injuries. But I'll keep an eye on him because he, at his best, he's a great scorer. Um, Jack Sinclair potentially as well, I suppose, because, um, as I said, round 12 defender and he's down a hundred thousand on his starting price, but yeah, I'm not really, um, blown away by options presenting themselves at the Saints there.
0: Yeah. I guess like we mentioned, um, that Jack Bytel, if he does, if he does get into, into the best 22 and can provide some form, he's down at 284K. Um, So, yeah, we did mention him before, though. So, nice cheap option if he does get the midfield role. Yeah.
3: Did mention Wint Hager as well.
2: What I will say is um, just don't go near Brad Crouch at the moment. He's a very, very hard-owned, even though his role is quite good, playing a bit of low time on ground. He's someone that you would look at if Jack Steele was out for any significant amount of time, but uh, we don't wish that on anyone. So, um, although Brad Crouch is getting cheap, just don't touch him, please.
0: Okay, coming from a very, very sad owner, and we know the feeling, I think. Frustrating owns are guys like he, Jack McRae's, and and I think Brad Crouch is at least providing a little bit more than that at the moment, but still a, still a tough own. Okay, Sydney Swans, and uh, there's a bunch of options here for us, Holmesy, potentially.
2: Yeah, so I'll just open this up straight away as someone that traded Errol Goulden, I think, four or five weeks ago now, and I will admit, oh. after six rounds, he was averaging 89 and he wasn't quite getting it done as a top six forward. And in the last three weeks, he's gone 115 and then 160 and 150. So at 906K priced at 107, Harmy, is it too late to jump on Errol and Do I need to just take my medicine now and take him on? Or can we see this ceiling continuing and is he underpriced?
3: If you don't have Errol Goulden, do not watch any Sydney Swans games because he is an absolute weapon, mate. He's everywhere and he just looks awesome doing it. Um, I don't like bringing this type, like this price player, but looking at what he's doing and also with Mills going down and he seemed to be the one that got a few CBAs after that, Man, I wouldn't hold it against you to go and get him now. He's about nine hundred thousand, tick over like nine hundred and five thousand or something. And if you can get to him, I actually think he's not a bad buy. Yep. So yeah,
2: fantastic. That's
0: cool. Uh, that was it. That was a question from the listeners too. Um, is it too late, or do you go on someone like a like a Butters or a Smith type? Um, but yeah, you're not wrong. He, he's just he's just so thirsty for that pill.
3: I, I did trade in Butters about three weeks. Well, I am a Gordon owner, but I did trade in Butters about three weeks ago because I th- thought he presented value, and I still does. They do have a nice run coming into the buy, but now, as Stato said, you're probably getting a bit close to that round twelve buy because you're only going to get two games out of him. But Butters is 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 like one eighteen on the weekend. He was good.
2: What I will say about Sydney is, I'm not sure whether it's um, permanent or not, but it seems like they've had a bit of a game style shift in the last two rounds. So they had that Collingwood game where they just held onto the footy. Um, and then even this game on the weekend against Freo, you know, you had Warner go pretty well. You had Parker go pretty well again. Um, obviously, with Mills going down, that's another spot open up in the midfield. So maybe there is a bit of value in the Sydney Swans at the moment because what we've seen is that they, they're they not really as competitive at the moment. They don't have a choice. They need to kind of hold on to the footy a bit to stay in game. So, yeah, it's interesting. On that, so Luke Parker uh, priced at 783K. What's that? Got to be low 90s, maybe even a little bit lower. He's gone 105 in his last three. Um, and it seems like I haven't got the CBAs in front of me, but he's been their main guy. In there, so he could present a little bit of value, even though he's not a top eight midfielder. Chad Warner, I think this is just the Chad Warner we get. He's up and down, priced at 778k. You could do worse, but I think he's the one that the Taggers tend to go to if they ever need to shut someone down. And uh, Jake Lloyd, interesting, 815k. Um, he's got a last three average of 101, um, and he's been averaging 95 for the year, so maybe a little bit underpriced of what we know he can do, but I think that the same thing kind of holds true is that there's a lot of mouths to feed back there, but they have a lot of injuries at the moment, so just one to monitor there.
3: Probably just mention on Mills, um, he he actually may end up being an option at the back end of the bye period, so it won't be after round 12, but give him two games after he comes back and everybody will be jumping on him.
2: Could Could you hold?
3: Came out today, no, DOS,
2: yeah. four to six weeks with that calf, so absolutely not.
0: You can't hold. You can't hold, guys. Now, what are you thinking, Holmesy? You can't <laughs> hold him, mate. All right, uh, we'll get we'll get on to the next team, which is Fremantle. A few juicy options for Frio with them back in a little bit of form. So, Andrew Brayshaw is one that listeners want to know, as is Hayden Young, Neil Erasmus, Luke Jackson, and Jager Omira. All different price points there. But let's just talk about a, a couple of the key ones. Andrew Brayshaw, nine hundred thirty-eight thousand dollars, but with that early buy, obviously you'd want him to have a couple of good games. He's got a couple couple of cu- tough matchups, as do all mm. of the Fremantle players with Geelong and Melbourne coming in. Harmy is Brayshaw a guy you'd be targeting after his buy though? They've got a nice run of Richmond, GWS, Essendon, Western Bulldogs, and so on to finish the finish their run after the buy.
3: Yeah, hundred um, percent. You sort of want to hope that he gets like an eighty to ninety in the next two weeks and drops a little bit of value, and um, you pick him up slightly cheaper. So, yeah, I mean, he he's a player that you would create an argument that he's had a bit of a down start to the season because he's had been carrying a bit of a lingering knee. I don't know if it was tendonitis or something like that. So, um, he he's probably gonna be a good buy coming at um, around twelve. I reckon uh, looking looking at him. Some of the others on that list there, I think Neil Erasmus, I, I actually like him as a player, like he's a good player, but he still got subbed out um, for Nat Fife in that game. So his scoring has been pretty good, but that's just where he is, isn't it? Like, you've got Matt Johnson probably coming back this week. What's Where's Erasmus' spot in the team? So I think that you'd be a little bit iffy about trading him in for the next two weeks, and then you're going to miss the price increase. So I don't think he's really going to be an option for you. Luke Jackson, oh, can't see it. Hayden Young, he's put up a couple of hundreds now. Um... Key key back, so they like the ball in his hands, but they didn't for the first five weeks of the season. So I'm not sure if you can really say his value or that he's going to be a top um, top six defender. So I I probably wouldn't really be going out of my way to get him in. And Mm, uh, yeah, big numbers, big numbers at the moment for Uh, for a youngie. Did I tell you I traded him in at the start of the season? I was like, so I've actually made a few bad trades this year. But Hayden Young, he smashed out that um, big score round one, about 120. And uh, Holmes and I had Tom Stewart, who went out for that um, really bad medial, the one-week medial uh, injury. Uh, and I got in Hayden Young and he put up two scores like 50 and 60 and um, I just bit the bullet and traded him back out. So Oof. I don't know. Mm. He can do that too depending on um, uh, what was his name? What Would you call him? Long Bevo. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's right. <laughs> whatever his mood is uh, coming into the week.
0: Correct. I actually want to get um, Holmes' opinion on this last one, though. Jacob O'Meara, I know you're looking at him closely in the preseason as a, as a bit of a point of difference. He's now starting to get big time on ground. Like, he, w- he was getting low time on ground numbers early in the season. Looks healthy, fit and firing, and and, and back into that, um, you know, learning his way in the Fremantle system, I guess. Ninety five, hundred and three, 103, and 102 in his last three games, and uh, people are keen to know if he's an option now for us at 696,000, Holmesy.
2: Uh, I don't think so, Doss. I think he's just gonna be a pretty good draft player, but with Nat Fife, two games under his belt now as the sub come on twice as a as an inside midfielder, I think you'll find that in a whether it's this week or whether it's after the bye that Nat Fife will be back in that midfield quite heavily and that's just another body in there. So I'm not sure whether um Jager's gonna put up the scores that we need considering Brayshaw's a top eight mid and, and Sarong hasn't done anything wrong either. So I can't see all three of them averaging, you know, 100. It's just not really going to happen, I wouldn't have thought.
0: There's just a couple of names uh, heading into round 13 by options now. And uh, Harmy, I want your thoughts on some Gold Coast players. There's only two people that the uh, listener have requested, and I swear this wasn't me, this was Matt Rowell has been requested by Aaron, and then also Bailey Humphrey as a potential downgrade option, and that was from Rob Harmy. Thoughts on those two guys there. Is Matt Rowell a genuine option for you with Took Miller out?
3: <sighs> no. And, and I, look, I wouldn't I wouldn't um, hesitate in admitting if you were right, Dossie, and we were all wrong, but <laughs> I just don't see it, mate, I'm afraid. Uh if I was going to jump on a primo mid, there's only one that I'd be going for from the, the uh, Suns, and that's Noah Anderson, because he's got the fantasy game, unlike Matty Rao.
0: Yeah, no, nah, 86 versus 142, that's a big, big fantasy game there. Uh, what about Bailey Humphrey, though? Any interest in him? He, he's a bit you know, higher priced than probably what you want to pay for for a rookie, but he did pump out a 95 in, in that game against West Coast, granted.
3: Yeah, really good result on the weekend. Great game for him. Good on him. Top 10 pick as a midfielder. However, the week before, the zero that he scored is the concern for me. So is he a downgrade option after the buy? I think that's what we're saying now Um, and probably not. He's probably going to go up at least 50 grand between now and then. And um, yeah, I don't think I'll be going out of my way to find Humphrey. But I'm considering him possibly this week. Um, So we'll see.
0: Okay, only the two teams, obviously, on this on this round, 13 by Holmesy, but we've got the Geelong um, as the other team. Is there any options there that are, that are tempting for you? There's a couple of requests that have come through from the listeners there as well that you can take us through.
2: Yeah, so the Buzz name at the moment, uh, I know the traders mentioned him and, well, he's been an absolute fantasy stud in the past. Mitch Duncan, uh, priced under 700K, so... 697k priced at 82 off the back of a I think a 109 on the weekend and an 86 the week before so he's dirt cheap for what we know he's done in the past and um, he he wasn't an option for us at the start of the season um, with that limited preseason and knowing that we need the Geelong players for their buy round specifically I think now's probably if you are going to do it um, it's the perfect time for him to do it you might get Uh, two games and then he has a rest in the buy and then comes back cherry right for round 14 and 15 so he's definitely underpriced for what we know he's done in the past and Geelong need to win they don't have a choice here they're not going to be resting their stars knowing that their season's on the line at the moment and they've got injuries too the other one and credit to Stato here I hadn't actually put much thought into it until he mentioned it pre-pod but Mitch Nevitt so priced at 332k off the back of a 70 on the weekend. He had a sub sub 40, I think, in his first game and then was a late in for a 50 odd. So, job security issues, yes, but uh, it seems that he's cemented his spot in the side this week. Uh, break even of eight, um, you could probably do worse in, in jumping on him as a rookie downgrade option if there's no uh, good rookies coming this week.
3: Just yes. a couple of other things there. Probably just say Tom Stewart isn't listed there. The guy is still 35,000 down on his starting price. Um, And a lot of us have traded him in, but if you haven't, he could help you get through um, trading him in after that round 13 buy. I mentioned earlier in the show about uh, Callum Mills being the obvious sort of trade in. Underpriced um, player Last week Well I think Mitch Duncan Is that for this week He's put up a couple Of pretty good scores He's down on his price He's going to help us Through the buys And I think he's A lot of people Will sort of jump to him This week
0: yeah, we know what he can do at his best. Yeah, 697K, far out. That is very cheap for the great man that is Mitch Duncan. Okay, let's get on to some Adelaide options here. So we're moving across into the round 14 by now and some potential targets. There is a heap of teams on this bias. so we've got Adelaide, Collingwood, Hawthorne, Essendon, Melbourne, and West Coast. And we're going to go through some options if you're looking at bringing in round 14 by players now or even guys that you can maybe target afterwards. But we're looking at who we're targeting this week. Adelaide, Paddy Parnell dropped a ton. And uh, Jake Saligo is also an option that uh, Oscar's looking at. Could you convince him... Not to trade Chandler to Jake Saligo from Oscar Harmy. And also, I just want your thoughts on, on Paddy Parnell and his role in the Adelaide defence, I think it was.
3: Yeah, it was. And now about that mark. Man, he, that was an awesome mark that he took. Um, really got some lift, to sort of like Sean Smith. Anyway, uh, I'll go to Saligo. Look, they're both options, but, man, he got subbed out two weeks ago. So, I wouldn't say he's cemented in the midfield for Adelaide, which is a bit of a shame. So, I'm probably going to say no because of that fact. Paddy Parnell, 100. You could probably write a bit of cash rise for him, but I think he is. Where's his price point? Is he so, he's 400s? 400k. Yeah. So, yeah, okay. He's 400,000, which means if you're him in, you are probably got to play him on field, which is a little bit risky I think he did was it last year or the year before he did this he put up a couple of good scores and then he put up a couple of stinkers like after people have brought him in so like I wouldn't have much confidence in trading either of those guys in to be fair
0: yeah he's just come off the Saints matchup as well as a defender so um, I'll throw yeah, one be- at
3: you that seems to be cheap what's going on with Ben Keys? like he's just oh. playing as a forward in the forward line is he because he's put up some yeah. poor scores. He's 300,000 down on his starting price. Can you believe that? Yeah.
0: You can't go there, though. It's, yeah, no, he, he's just completely so. lost the role. They've got guys like Rankin, as we mentioned, Saligo, Rochelly. All these guys have just taken that role off him, and then he's just completely, like, he's actually playing okay as a pressure as a pressure kind of forward and doing some jobs for, for the Crows, but... Yeah, unless that role changes, yeah, it's just going to remain. Anyway,
3: so look at one other guy we didn't mention there who does have the role, but he's got a bit of a sore calf. So, for the next few weeks, may freshen him up, and that's Rory Laird still maybe a good pickup coming out of that buy.
0: Collingwood options for us, Holmesy?
2: Yeah, so Darcy Cameron reported that he's back uh, this week or he'll be available in round 10, and we know that Collingwood are down their tall stocks at the moment with Frampton and... Dan McStay, so what role he plays, um, I'm not too sure. Mason Cox was unbelievable on the weekend, um, so maybe give Darcy Cameron a couple of weeks to find his feet and um, uh, he could be a good option around his bye uh, or after his bye, sorry. Um, Taylor Adams, this one took me a little bit by surprise. I don't think he's an option because of that role he's playing at the moment. He's definitely playing a lot more forward. Um, which means that his scores can be up and down. So although he's pretty cheap, where are we? 6.36, um, he's averaged 73 for the year with the last three of 81. So I'm not sure he's an option for us, um, unfortunately. One I will throw up, and this isn't on the show, Doc, but Jordan Goey. so priced at 720K, um, had that 120 on the weekend, has had multiple scores in the 120s this year, and we know he's got one of the best roles in footy. Um but, yeah, always up and down like a yo-yo. Might be a good short-term hit if he can pull some good games together with the run that they have, but um, he's not going to be a top eight mid, so he's someone you're going to have to trade out as well. So just keep that in mind with your squad. Yeah,
0: to be fair, like, he's not a guy I've, I've looked at. I was pretty hot on him in the, in the preseason, if you recall, Holmesy. But, look, if you are, I know one of the questions um, that we – might not get time to get to, but I'll touch on now is like 739k is what Callum Mills is. And if you are just looking for a midfielder and you don't have much cash to play with, like, I mean, you could do worse than Jordan Goey who, as he said, has got 120s um, in his repertoire and he's got Carlton this week. Then he's got North Melbourne, West Coast and Melbourne before his bye. And then he's two games after his bye, Adelaide and Gold Coast as well. So, I don't know for the next, you know, for the next six or seven weeks. If you do need a little bit of a heartbeat through that, through the next few weeks, and you are struggling to find cash to to get up to one of the big dogs, as we all are struggling with that cash gen, maybe if you are a mill owner, is a nice option, um, Homesy. So let's get on to Hawthorne, who's another team in the round fourteen by Harmy. What do you think of James Sicily? Is the only option that's been thrown up, and honestly, I probably probably agree with that Sicily at Utaz. Nick's asked, do we trade or centre, Harmy? A bit of a throwback to one of your favourite segments earlier in the year.
3: In the trade centre, yeah. Uh, I don't know if you'd be trading him in. I think like early in the season, he popped, where he popped those big scores, he's taking kick-ins, he's sort of taking the marks, he's doing everything, but Hardwick seems to be the, I'll have to check the stats there, but Hardwick seems to be the one who's taking the kick-ins at the moment, and Sicily has had to um, play an accountable man up role at the time, so, jeez, I don't know, at the moment, I wouldn't say he's guaranteed top six, so probably wouldn't be jumping on him at the moment.
0: Yeah, there's no other guys I'm interested. You know, one player, I mean, I think Stato mentioned him. By the way, we've lost him for the show. Um, Stato's lost his internet connection. Dylan Moore, if he ever gets the centre bounce yeah. minutes back this year, like down $109,000, if we ever see a shift for him to play in the midfield, you can tell they're trying to lose because if he if they're trying to win, Dylan Moore's in your midfield. Like, let's be honest about it. He's an absolute gun um, in the mould actually- of, you know, your, your Gouldens and yeah. stuff. So, sorry, sorry, homie.
3: Yeah, you're right. He's a really good forward, too. Um, Like, he yeah. works at the ground, gets a lot of marks. Like, he doesn't have to be in the CBAs. But do the thing is, the, the Hawks Green are going so issue. bad. Mm. They're going so badly. The ball doesn't go into their forward line. And if they do, it's just like Midget Lewis taking a mark. So, yeah, it's not looking great for them at the minute. Or Dylan Moore.
0: No. But, yeah, he's definitely one that I'm monitoring for CBAs at, at any point in the season. Mm. Essendon. Zach Merritt, Ben Hobbs, or Will Setterfield? And, and is Will Setterfield a hold now? Holmesy, what do you think of any of those options from the Dons?
2: Yeah. So, Zach Merritt, uh, definite definite target. Had the tough matchup on the weekend against Brisbane and he was flying. I think he was on 55 at halftime. I was watching that pretty closely, the scores anyway. Um, and then found himself out of the center bounce rotations in that last quarter. So, limped his way to, a, to an 80 or a low 90. I can't don't have the final score off the top of my head, but he actually dropped cash on the weekend. So he's under 900K. Um, 896K probably prices him about 103. So the price could be right for Zach Merritt considering they have a pretty good run coming up. Uh, they got the Eagles next week and they've got North Melbourne after that. I think they got a good matchup this weekend too. Oh, Richmond. Richmond, who'd love to give up points. So I think Zach Merritt's a fantastic buy this week. Uh, Will Setterfield um, has that roll back now with Darcy Parrish going out. Dossie, so kiss there. Um, very, very lucky. <laughs> I think you probably do hold him through to his buy now. He's With the score that he put up on the weekend, I think he's not going to be leaking as much cash. He's kind of lost, lost all his cash now. So with a bit of luck, you might be able to hold him through to his buy and, and trade off at him and he might make you another 50, 60K, which would be nice. And Ben Hobbs, um, one of the clear winners of um, Parrish going out, but he, he'd he come in and, and had that midfield role ever since he came on as sub. So he's 524K, so you could do worse. He's he's averaging 63 for the year, but there's a, obviously that sub game in there, last three of 76. So, you know, if he can go 70, 75, I think that's probably about what he is. So he's probably not someone you want to you have in your squad. Harmy being the Bombers man, what do you got?
3: Ah, oh, so many options, mate, of the bombers. Um, oh, look. Dossie, I'll throw a name at you. Cast your mind back three weeks ago when you're talking this up Jake Stringer.
0: Yep. What about him?
3: <laughs> not a trading option.
0: Ah, <laughs> oh, look, he's not got the. He had a stretch a couple of years ago where he was
2: the. Oh, poor I man. remember. Ball and you wonder, I you, thought, you wonder why we don't be be actually there. take you seriously in the group chat, Dossie. Just throwing darts, mate.
0: Well, you know, I did see some. You know, he had some massive scores that year. I didn't believe it that year. I thought it might be back this year, but no. Even with um, even with parish parish down, he's not become that prime ball winner. Even though he dominated the one game where he did get that role. So, um, yeah, strange scenes that he's not getting more of a role in there. To be honest, but yeah, no, he's he's not an option at the moment unless that
2: role is going to come right, back. Let's keep rolling through, lads, base. because we are going Melbourne. Yeah, tomorrow. we got
0: heaps to get through still. All right, Melbourne. Gus Brayshaw, disappointing season. And then uh, Petrarca with potential forward status on the cards. Why don't we talk about these guys? So, with Gus Brayshaw, he's averaging 83 in his last three, 81 last round. But I think the the temptation is when Salem comes back and if Brayshaw does get back into his midfield role, he's down 200,000 this year. But I, I just personally, I'm, I'm not going to go there unless we see a role change or if we see some runner form come in it's a shame but he he's certainly not one to target at the moment and and in the hope that that comes until we see it I can't go there with him and for it's Petrarca change, yeah. yeah and for Petrarca um you know you're an owner Holmesy but I'm still averaging 108 and if gee, if he gets the if he gets the forward status he, he's looking like a, a top top six forward but At the moment, he's under that injury cloud you mentioned at the start of the show as well. So what even happened there? Obviously, I missed that.
2: Oh, he just got a bit of a knock to his knee or his ankle right at the end of the game. So um, they've come out this week and they've said he's all good. So I I assume he plays. It could even be good for his forward status. They're playing, who are they playing this week? I think it's North Melbourne um, off the top of my head. So it would make sense in my head that if he is right to play, that maybe he plays a lot more forward this week. Who is it?
3: Port loud, oh, Port, oh,
2: sorry, Port. Yeah, no, you are right. So yeah, yeah. competitive game. So yeah, maybe not. But yeah, I, th- I think he'll be he'll be all right. But he's probably someone you wait till he definitely picks up forward status, and then you try and pick him up then because he is pretty expensive. Uh, yeah, do love him though. Yeah,
0: yeah, and they've got an easier run to finish the season rather than around this buy period. They've got a pretty tough run. West Coast. Alex Witherden, Dom Sheet, and Liam Duggan, the listeners want to know, is any of those guys an option for us being the cheaper West Coast option in in an absolute uh, wooden spoon season? Harmy, could you see yourself bringing in an Alex Witherden into your fantasy classic team?
3: Mate, to be honest, I have been looking at Witherden this week. Um, But then I just think he's not a very good player. Uh, He's a guy that's (laughs) been dropped this year. He turns it over a lot, so his price looks attractive, but um, I don't think I'm going to be able to go there. However, maybe he pops a couple of good scores and he is a a good trading option for us. Dom Sheed, yeah, I've been having a look too. I mean, he got that 100, then on the weekend he got another 80, so um, I just don't think he's going to get that real bump and coming out of the buys isn't the time for a slow burn. So uh, unfortunately Dom didn't do this at the start of the season when almost all of us owned him.
0: Yeah, Liam Duggan would have been a good pickup a couple of weeks ago, but can he keep this form up as well?
3: Um, Harmy? Uh doubt it. Doubt it. I think it was a game style thing. I shouldn't be um, shouldn't bag out with though. I do actually really like him as a fantasy player, but uh I just I just think that there's too many too many negatives around him at the moment, but I have been looking at him.
0: All right. We've got through a stack of options for you tonight. This is our last round buy and it is the round 15 one. There's still a fair few teams to get through here. Um, so we've got six teams on this buy. It is Carlton, North Port, Western Bulldogs, GWS and Richmond. We've got through a stack of your requests tonight. Holmesy, Carlton, take us through the options that have been requested.
2: Yeah. So the, the buzz name this week is Matt Kennedy. I uh, had that sub game coming on for that 60 and a quarter and then, um, had that midfield role on the weekend, put up a 95, I think it was. Um, and that was that looked like it was going to be a lot bigger. I think he had 93 at three-quarter time and, and faded out. So I can see the attraction there at, what's that, 647K. The price is definitely right, nice. but I do worry about a player that has been sub-vested and dropped throughout the year. Um, it's not someone you really want in your fantasy team, but I can see why coaches are looking at him. Adam Chera, Dossie, this hurts, but no, I don't think Adam Chera is an option anymore. Three back-to-back 130s, but then he was the one that went out um, when Matt Kennedy went in there, and it seems like maybe they do like throwing him around a little bit. Um, He went back into defense on the weekend, so uh, not for me. I like consistency in role. Um, I'd probably just wait there. I don't think he's... He pretty much is what he is now, I think. He might even lose a bit of cash this week. Two names I will throw at you real quick. Sam Walsh, I know last week, um, he had 40% uh, so he was sitting at an average of 40% forward time so um, I haven't seen his CBAs on the weekend or oh, sorry I did, they're, they're pretty similar to what he did the last couple so if he gets forward status he will be the top forward by an absolute mile so he's someone you're going to want to pay up for um, at some stage even as a top 8 mid you're going to want him and Doherty so Doherty priced in the low 900s um, he's just doing what Doherty does just getting uh, the ball for fun so Although he's pretty expensive at the moment, he's someone that we're going to want to target around his buy or on the run home.
0: He's still down 70K um, on his starting price, his dock as well. So, And and still getting some center bounce uh, numbers from what I've seen uh, the last couple of weeks as well. So um, who's he got in the next few weeks? Yeah, he's got a pretty nice run till he's around 15 buy as well if you, if you are light on that on that last buy it's not too bad a run from what I can see um, without using any um, scales of hardness or anything at the moment though but uh, <laughs> North Melbourne Harmy is there any options from North Melbourne it looks like the listeners are quite keen on a Jay Simpkin or even maybe a George Wardlaw if he is named as a rookie priced option to ride through to his buy
3: yeah wouldn't have much faith bringing in a North Melbourne player would you at the moment no no uh, Jai Simkin certainly worth a look. George Wardlaw, um, yep, yeah. I mean, if, if he debuts and has a couple of games, you may have missed the boat by the time this is end around fifteen. Probably too many games. I reckon he'd, if he starts playing soon, then he'll be uh, getting close to four hundred thousand. You wouldn't bring him at that price, but yeah, I don't know. I tell you, I'll throw one out at you. Who's on his? Um, He's probably bought a pair of career savers, Dossie. That is Tarrant Thomas. If he comes back into the side, Gee. not this week, next week, and he has two good games um, in the lead-up to the bye, I think he's, it's possible that he uh, could be a trade-in. What I will
2: yeah, say, Harmy, just, just while we're on this, these players can be brought in this week. If you're not heavy in the round 15 bye players, these are the type of upgrades you want to go to now, right, because you get them all the way throughout the bye?
3: Yeah, yeah, and coming out of the round fifty, because like you're looking at trade in targets, right? So, coming out of the round 15, you don't get the three trades. You only get two trades as well. So, you sort of one shorter than the other buy rounds.
0: Yeah. Um, would you prefer just, just, you know, for a bit of comparison, seeing as it was a player that was mentioned earlier, would you prefer a guy... Bailey Humphrey, who's played six games, he's three hundred and sixty thousand, but he's got that three break even. He's scored that ninety four this week. Or would you prefer to go with an untried player at AFL level, but who has that draft pedigree? You know, in paying a little bit less for um, the George Wardlaw, who's two hundred ninety four k. Oh, is Humphrey three
3: sixty now? Yeah, Yeah, righto. That's sort of that's probably why Stato was a bit off him, and I mentioned it earlier. I thought he was two ninety. So, yeah, be um, potentially Wardlaw then. I suppose is he got forward status as well? Is he mid only? No, probably mid only. -only, I reckon Wardlaw. So, but yeah, he's definitely a better price point, and you'd probably be able to do something with the extra hundred thousand.
0: All right, I'm going to go through a couple of options from Port Adelaide on the round 15 buy. Ollie Wines is dirt cheap at the moment. So, from the Brownlow medalist, um, he, he's now you know coming off that injury interrupted preseason. Is he finally coming into form at 657 thousand dollars again? People looking for that potential downgrade to do something else with their trades. If you if you do have a meals or if we do have any other. Bullets through the week. Melbourne, Richmond, Hawthorne, Western Bulldogs before his bye. He does have that Geelong one right before round 15. But if you are light on, as you mentioned, Holmes, is Ollie Wines a potential option?
2: No, nah, he's definitely not, Doss. Um, it's very clear that they've passed the baton over in that Port Adelaide midfield, and it's now... Rosie and Butters and Ollie Wines is just that supporting act. And you just have to look to his Brownlow medalist partner in Patrick Cripps as to how these pure inside mid bulls are going this year. The game's kind of gone past them at this point in time. We know that the game will slow down and, and they'll come into it a little bit more in the back half, but um, nah, he's not someone I'd be looking to target. Um, he's not going to be anywhere near close to the top 10 mids and um, even <laughs> even the top 30 mids at the moment.
0: Well, Zach Butters is he still an option then? Uh, now up at seven hundred and eighty-four k. You've obviously missed the uh, the good price rise and the great time to pick him up when he when he was clearly having that role change. But is it too late to pick up a, a Zach Butters now with that port in that port team?
2: I don't think it is, but he is starting to get priced at what he's going to be for the rest of the year. I think now priced around that ninety-two mark. Um, he's gone at a hundred in his last three, and, and he obviously had that ceiling game on the weekend. So. Um, with you take out that ceiling game, and he pretty much is what he is. And I think you know his scoring is correlated with uh, with Rosie dropping off a little bit as well. So what if Rosie starts to pop back up again? I, I can't see them both both doing it. So yeah, it's it's tough. He was definitely value, but I think he pretty much is what he is at the moment.
3: Yeah, you've, you've missed the boat. Like if you if you're gonna wait until the bite to pick him up, um, you've missed the boat on him, Butters.
0: Western Bulldogs. There's actually a few options that I'm keen. Well, there's one big option that I'm keen on this week potentially as well. So Trelaw still out. Bailey Smith in the guts, that low 800K. Then also Bailey, Dale and JJ, the listeners were keen to know about. Holmesy, do you want to take us through these options? Are you keen on a Bailey Smith low 800Ks and he was back in the midfield on the weekend?
2: Yeah, 80% CBAs on the weekend um, and he was – the match winner for them in that last quarter looked looked pretty good. And we know what he can do um, with a couple of games under his belt now. If that time on ground starts to go up towards what it was last year, he's he's definitely an option for us. With forward status as well, I'd say he's a top six forward. So the price is right for Baz Smith. Um, there's just always that Bevo factor in the back of your mind that you know he can be in the CBAs one week and then out of the CBAs the next. But we have seen that he hasn't exactly needed them in the past to be a gun scorer. Um, Who else are we looking at? Dossie, Bailey Dale, 651K. That is dirt cheap for the 90 averaging defender that we've seen him in the past. I'm not sure you'd go there. Um, We spoke about this pre-pod, but Jason Johannesson um, seems to have taken that role in terms of being that main run and gun distributor. And and that means they're not exactly chipping it around as much back there. So although he had a good game on the weekend, um, they were playing Carlton who are... Not exactly defending the ground very well at the moment, so there was a lot of easy ball there. So, yes, he's cheap. Maybe if you need a stopgap, he's not the worst option, but I'm not sure he's going to get close enough to the top six defenders. Who else are we looking at? Dossie, uh, Jack McRae, you're definitely not touching, but he's going to get forward status, so at least there is some reprieve there for owners, but you're probably still trading him anyway. He's not a top six forward in that role. Uh, And listeners wanted to know if it's too late for JJ as well. Or what's he at now? Six hundred and fifty-one k. I'm going to say no, but at the same time, you've you've missed a lot of the a lot of the hard work that he's done. Um, we never thought he was going to be a keeper. So if he goes back to doing seventies and eighties, that's still good for the for the coaches that got him for under five hundred k or in the low five hundreds. But now you're just trading into someone that might just be what he is. So I don't think I'd be going there at the moment, Harmi You agree there?
3: Yeah, I agree. Um, like he's a sort of price point that I'm looking at at the moment this week and I'm not really considering him, I think. Yeah.
0: Could I just no. say one more? Libba having a career year oh. at age 30, and you just said it before, Holmesy, when things get to the tackling season, there's there's one man that we know can tackle uh, with the best of them. Could Libba be a juicy pod on that run home? And they've got a really good run to their buy if you're looking for a midfielder at the moment.
2: Yeah, I'm always a little bit weary with the, the second and third midfielders in the side and I'm pretty sure you're going to want Bontempelli in your side at some point so do you really want Liber in there as well? I think you can kind of stack your side with players from other teams but yeah, there's no doubting what he's done this year and, and he is Bevo's love child. He's in, he's in that centre-bounce rotation mix 80% when he's fit and he's just getting all the ball and all the tackles that we were hoping McRae would get this year so definite option not someone I'm looking at personally. Last
0: two teams, JWS, there's a few options here as well and, and I think one that I'm pretty tempted by this week. But, Harmi, do you want to take us through some of the options that have been requested?
3: Yeah, sure. Um, and this is one that I have been watching because he had that sort of head knock game early on in the season. Lockie Whitfield, uh, yeah, I mean, what was it when he got a couple of years ago? 190 points. The guy, The guy can score. He's got a fantasy game. Um, but like he scored 105 on the weekend. Um, Price is 7.95, so he's he's been down and come back up a bit. He's certainly worth a look. Josh Kelly, uh, he's, there's still times on the weekend where he played on the wing. I'm sort of not sure what's going on with that, but it does seem to be Cogs Kelly and Green as it should be. So, um, he's still about what he was priced at. He'd really need. Something to change possibly to go bang, but I mean the guy—he's um, averaging 190s last three, and no reason why he can't be over 110 for the run home. Apart from the fact that when he averaged his 120 season, GWS were a good side, and now they're not. Uh, and Lockie Ash, well. Geez, would you wait that long? I mean, if you're keen on him, you would probably go sooner than the end of the buyers, I reckon, given um, what he's been doing the last few weeks. So that's probably still a few too many weeks away, I reckon. You probably want to be. What about get now, though? Would
0: you get jump on now with the yeah, Saints this it, week?
3: Yeah, a bit of a funny price point, Lockie Ash. Uh, let's have a look. Seven twenty-six. So you're choosing him over, say, your Mitch Duncan type. Uh, so. Yeah, but, I mean, they've got a nice run coming into their bye too, I think, from memory. So, yeah, it's definitely an option for you.
0: Yeah, i got to say, Lockie Whitfield's probably my biggest target this week. Just the Saints match-up, we know how good it is for defenders. I think he could go off the chain and maybe produce one of those 190s you just spoke about before, Harmia. I mean, I'm, I'm really keen on bringing in Lockie Whitfield this week. He's also got, also got Richmond and North Melbourne as a couple of those games heading before his bye. So, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of... Yeah, I don't really care about the buyers, as we know, so I'll be bringing him in <laughs> as another round 15-er. <laughs> Stuff it, whatever. Uh, okay, uh, last but not least, Richmond, but there's only Jaden Short that's been requested. Is he still an option Homesy? And is there any other players um, in the, the black and yellow that you desire to bring into your team?
2: Uh, he's the only one, and I think... With Jaden Short, you can get him whenever from here on out um, in that role that he's playing at the moment. Um, he's definitely putting up top six defender numbers, but I think he's you know he's priced at eight sixty or whatever it is now, which is you know nearly that hundred average. So you're probably not heaps of upside. I think he's probably going to be between a hundred and hundred and five in that role. So he's not going to go up a heap of cash between now and then. Harmy, you've got your hand up. You want to say something, mate?
3: Yeah, this is the other one off. I knew there was somebody we were missing in that injury um, talk earlier. Hopper. Jacob Hopper going out, and he's out in, like for a little while too, I think. So that midfield rotation, does that end up being Taranto, Short, uh, Bolton with pinch hit from... Dusty uh, was back know.
2: in there a little bit on the weekend. He was good.
3: Yeah, Dusty or Koch probably. So I think it's probably shores up, Jaden Short's role in the midfield.
0: And probably ruins his defensive
2: potential defender status. I know. He, I mean, he had 13 CBS on the weekend. I th- Do we think he's got that. I think he's, got, no that, I think that think that he's got it regardless, Dossie. I'm pretty sure he's in the 40s at the moment. Something drastic would have to happen for him to not get defender status from here. Okay. All right. That's good.
0: All right. Well, to wrap up the show, I'm going to take us through because he's gone. I'll, I'll still give us the Fossils 5. And a monstrous episode for you PodPod Pod fans tonight. But uh, let's get through the Fossils 5. Stato's left us um, with a with a monster of work to do, as we've said. But these are the five that Stato's got. I'll go five to one. So, he's got at number five, Mitch Nevitt for his 337000 He says, pricey, but a great buy and break even. He also said pre-show sure, that he really liked the look of him as what he's seen so far. At four, he's still got Blake Drury at uh, 235K, just a bit of cash, and I guess just holding him on the bench. Uh, Mitch Duncan at three, 697,000. He says risky, and why down at three? Number two, Lockie Whitfield at 795,000. And number one, He's got Bailey Smith at 815K. So it's hard to read the fossils' notes sometimes. I don't know what he was on about with Mitch Duncan. He's
3: he's saying that it is risky, and that's why he doesn't have it at number one. That's why he's knocked it down at number three.
0: Okay. All right. Well, you're good at reading uh, the fossils alike, uh, can read each other's notes there. All right. Let's wrap this up. It's been a long one. Thank you very much for listening, and we will see you next week.
3: There you go.